The first thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token a spliff. It's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting. To wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. Uh, today, in honor of MS Awareness Week and MS Awareness Month, I'm talking with one of my best friends and dear lifelong soul brother of mine, Matt Wright. Pretty much brothers, we are. And Matt has had multiple sclerosis for 22 years now. So we felt that this conversation would be a great conversation to post this week, the week of MS Awareness Week. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Matteo. So it's St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Check it out. How come an Irishman only puts 238 beans in his chili? Why? Because if you put in two more, it'd be too farty. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. man. I, I could never resist a, a cheesy joke, you know? Like, okay, I already told you this fine thing, but knock, knock. Who's there? Hippa. Hippa who? I can't talk to you about that. Oh. That, that's my go-to first healthcare worker joke ever. Uh, when I roll up to a place and I'm checking into the doctor, normally I'll tell that one. And if it's a new doctor, I'll almost always tell that one right away. It's a good way to measure the room, right? Yeah. Feel out your audience. See if you can start cussing or do whatever. So, like... Then you can start off with stuff like, you know, what's long and hard that a Polish bride gets on her wedding night? What is? A new last name. See, so you got to start feeling out. Or like, what do you call the wife of a hippie? What do you call the wife of a hippie? Mississippi. <laughs> okay. Why didn't the lifeguard save the hippie? Why? Why did the lifeguard save the hippie? No, why didn't he? Oh, why didn't he save the hippie? Yeah, because he was too far out, man. <laughs> so be careful when you go swimming, Micah. Don't get too far away from the lifeguard post, you know. Don't go too far out. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm an undercover out. hippie now, though. I cut my hair and everything. People don't know I'm a hippie. It doesn't matter. We all do know. <laughs> I remember. You remember. But Thanks for blowing my cover, dude. You blew it yourself. You said it yourself, man. I know. I just I just confirmed you. <laughs> yup, that's how it is, man. You don't have to have long hair to be a hippie. Just look at look at your stepdad. That's true. See? That, that is true. An absolutely perfect case in point. So I mean, you can tell him I said that too. <laughs> you, I will. You can tell them both hello, please. I definitely so, will. Please tell them hi. I definitely See how that works. And then your mom know about your flat Jesus? Yes. And she knows it came from me? Yes. Now, what'd she say about it? She loves it. Well, and you know, she's she's a preacher's kid. Oh, so she has a different type of appreciation for it then. Mm-hmm. 
he grew up in a different kind of a household, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. What kind of preacher was he? An Episcopal preacher. Is an Episcopalian like total jump up and get crazy type of? No, 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 no. Not not those, not the type. No, Episcopalians um, are considered like Catholic light. So it's all the ceremony, but only half the guilt. Okay, Catholic light. Catholic light. <laughs> I like that idea for that term, Catholic light. <laughs> My gosh, so. <laughs> Catholic light. That, and that's a good way to put it, because they're all heavy duty. You're always wrong. You're all you. You've been bad ever since you were born. So you better go kiss ass at church all the time. You go up there and say that you're wrong and I sinned and did all this bad stuff. And so you get your forgiveness so you can go. That's like they're like that sometimes. So it seems, but that's I have no idea because I've only dated Catholics and had to go there their um services so there we go i got lucky on that i had to get mom made me get confirmed lutheran and then she said after that it's your choice and well you know my choice from there i just go back now for weddings and funerals and i know how to play music with mom and that kind of stuff so and that's kind of ironic yeah and i'm running around flat jesus in my pocket but Oh well, uh, nothing ironic. Well, maybe a little ironic, but not really. Hey, everybody's got their own Jesus, you know. Exactly. I was actually thinking about this the other day. You know, it's growing up and in, in going to Sunday school and stuff. You get this idea of Jesus walking next to you and being being the the turn the other cheek guy and and you know loving you and stuff. And then you get older and everybody's telling you like how damned you are and, and how, how the church is going to judge you. And, you know, Jesus loves you, but he doesn't love that guy as much because he doesn't pray the same way you do. And once all yeah. that, yeah. And then you learn about Got all... each other and casting stones. And... Yeah. yeah. After a while, you're like, this is bullshit. But then you realize like, there's still that personal Jesus to quote Depeche Mode there. And so it's like, it was, it was kind of a um, challenge for me throughout my adult life to kind of separate those two, accept one without accepting the bullshit of, of the whole. Yep. Once again, mine, just this little dude lives close to me, close to my heart. I try to live by what he taught me. I've been carrying this one since, well, not this one, but carrying it out all flat since 2015. Nice, man. So. I said it gets panic button if I don't have my flap. Right. So now that's kind of trippy because, well, you know me, I'm one of the most irreverent peaks there is in organized religion in me. Yeah, right. But now I've, it's been seven years now that I've had flap. I have pictures of hundreds of people with them and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, um, Manny dancing around in Lutheran Hospital singing Blessed Assurance <laughs> and Amazing Grace. Um, I have so many cool pictures of him. 
I have pictures. I gave them to a guy real quick. He, we were working on a building somewhere, and he went out real quick and took a picture of him with himself out there, like way out on a, like on a beam, like way up high, and then came booking back in. That's on one of my really old iPhones. And so I've always wanted to like charge it up and so I can put it into my Flag Jesus album. But now, last time I tried to charge that phone, it's dead, dead. I charged it all night and it won't fire up, but oh shit! But yeah, I think I have like almost I probably have close to a thousand pictures of other people. I keep forgetting about how many people I've made them for. Like one of my memories that came up yesterday was that I gave one to one of the nurses on one of my field trips. And it shows me handing it to her and then her walking out the door with it. So I'm going like, oh, I forgot all about that one. It's now flat Jesus of all the things. And then, I don't know if you can see it from here, but check this out. One more thing. Can you see that blue thing hanging right in front of the fan? Uh-huh. What is that? Okay. Franklin, he has, um. there's these bags that, that are made out of cloth. And it's to put around Franklin. And it's a modesty cover, is what they call it. A modest okay. So and so when I'm out rolling around, I don't have Franklin hanging out right in the open. Right. So um on the other side of it is this cool picture of flat. And when I was on one of my field trips, one of the CNAs made it for me. Um, it's all painted up and it says, it's like Matt, flat Jesus loves you and all this stuff. And it's all done up all glitter and paint and all this kind of stuff. I wish we could see the other side from here right now. But I'm friends with the lady on Facebook. I think so. I'll have to put a picture of it up there and fucking credit her with it. Oh, definitely. So yeah, it's pretty slick. It's in a bad spot right now, but that's my my modesty cover for Franklin. I love it. I never use it though. Never have, never will. Not that one. Cause yeah, it's not- all it's nice, dude. I'm not gonna put it in a bag full of urine in that one. I've got ten others that don't have that stuff painted on. Oh, oh okay. these are first, yeah. It, that that's not the only one. I was that's gonna say different. I'm I'm freewheeling. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I free I freewheel most of the time. Um, I got like ten others that I'll use first. So I'd rather marker it all up and do some kind of like graffiti on it, like looking at somebody's fence before I roll around with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, one last story, dude. Did you hear the story about my bike? No. Okay, so this one time I'm sitting out in front of this. I was sitting out in front of the doctor. And this little boy, about three or four years old, he comes screaming out the double doors. And he's like running towards the traffic. And his mom is chasing him. And she's like, uh, she's got a baby in her arms. And you can tell that she's... Fairly new mom. Okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, still very milk laden. Let's just put it that way. So she's 
chasing after like big time after this little guy and having trouble keeping up with him. He turns around and he yells something at me and he points and he winks. And he looked like he was like, I don't know, like 20 or 30 for just a second. Like, you know, doing the kind of cool snazzy wink. And he said something like he said, like, I like something. He goes like this and like waves at me type thing. And um, I asked his mom, I said, what did he say? And then she said, he told you he likes your bike. So I looked at the kid and I said, hey, I like my bike too. Waved at him and he stopped turning around, waved at me. He stayed there long enough for her to catch up to him. I swooped him up in her arms and then she looked at me and she waved at me and she said, thank you. <laughs> so, so it was pretty cool. I was like, yep, man, you're welcome. I like my bike too. So it was pretty cool. I to tell the little boy, yeah, I like my bike too. And he turns around and waves at me. That was awesome. That is so awesome. So I've, I, I call it my bike too. So now you know that story. You already know about Franklin. Yep. So we can't say that one or else get in trouble for that. So now we've all talked about five Jesus. We've talked about diagnosis. Jeez, Micah. What else are we going to cover? You know? Well, now I, real quick, now, what are we? Our friendship now is 30, 32 years. We've known each other longer than we haven't. So that makes you feel older, huh? A little bit. I forget that I'm 50 sometimes, and you just... Oh, that's right. You hit the big 5-0 this year, huh? Uh-huh. In a couple of days, I hit the big 4-8. Is that right? Or is it 47? No, 48, because you're... 74, yeah. Yep. That's cool. I don't mind that, dude. Um, between now and 50... I will have uh, have to go get that pump done. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. I was talking about that yesterday with the, doing that phone appointment with the PA down at the Rocky Mountain MS Center. And we talked about that a little bit. And that's, I'm not looking forward to that one. To do the whole pump all over. Oh, God, that doesn't sound pleasant at all. Except the, the one part that's good is the skin pocket is done, and my body's used to it. Okay. And I don't think, I don't think they have to redo the, the cannulas, the lines that run from my pocket, the pocket to my spine. I was just going to ask, that's, yeah. Yeah, I think they just plug in the pump and they go, I hope so. <laughs> It's hard to believe they put a battery in there that lasts seven years or something retarded. That's insane. Or not set. Has it been that long? It's been a long time since I got that pump put in. And there's no other way to recharge it. They just plug it in and... Let it go. It goes. Yeah. Just a sec. So I, got a, I got a frog. <coughs> Ribbit. Ribbit. I hate what happens when a frog double parts. What he gets towed, (laughs) dude. That's the that is a total dad joke right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but it's winter out right now and it's snowing. So what did one snowman say to the other? What did one what did one snowman say to the other? It smells like carrots. <laughs> oh man. I know. Those are like little kid jokes that you know, so how am I like a mushroom? How are you like a mushroom? I'm a fun guy. Boom boom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So one last one and I'll be done with the, the stupid jokes. Okay. What do you call an exploding monkey? What do you call an exploding monkey? Yeah. A baboom. A baboom. Yep. Gotta tell that one for kids. Gotta say it nice and loud. And then they'll run around for the next hour going baboom. 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 And they the hell out of their parents or whoever they're with, you know? They'll be like, dude, you gotta quiet down. They'll be like, baboom. Yeah. Baboom. Now, the best I thing gotta... is to give them like candy as you're telling them the joke. So they're jacked up on sugar. Yeah, I have a picture of myself. I was at Gardens on Quill. We had Trick or Treat Street. And there was the families were in there. And a bunch of kids were in there. So I told that joke when I was in there. So, and I'm yelling it inside Timmy head, right? And I'm doing like, ba-boom! And holding my hands up in the air and I'm passing out candy to the kids. And I got a bunch of kids running around and they're jumping around and they're yelling, ba-boom! Ba-boom! Trick-or-treat! Ba-boom! And jumping around all jacked up on candy and they're like, Timmy, Timmy, candy, candy, baboom, baboom. And jacked up and their parents are going like, dude, thank you very much. Because first, <laughs> first off, they're jacked up on all these costumes and stuff and on all sorts of candy. But then there's a big Timmy hanging out in the wheelchair and with this big oversized head and I'm in there yelling baboom and handing out candy to the kids. Like, of course, they're all about baboom, so. Oh, yeah. The, the parents were bummed out that, that I was probably there on Trick or Treat Street that day. Uh, the rest of everyone else was chill. You know, dressed up like old people or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So that's how I got to try to keep a positive attitude. Good luck. Yeah. But I got to try. Yeah. You got to try, man. Oh, man. I switched my cover photo today. Yeah. Um, I should put it back. Um, Florida was on yesterday. It was a photo that you took of me when we were up on the trail. The one where the one with the sign where we were holding the sign, or was it further along the trail? It was further along the trail. It was when I was getting ready to cross over a creek. Now, oh, my path God. My back. When that tree, yeah, that creek that had overflowed and washed out the trail, and we were like, yeah, yeah I remember we that. We were trying to navigate our way up all the, the rocks and stuff, and there was water coming down the trail. That's a great picture. That was a couple days before we did the few days stint on a, with nobody. Because I remember I was... We went down into that town a couple of days after that one. And then that's where it started to just sock in and get kind of crazy. And you and me kept going and we didn't see anybody for like four or five days. And that's about 
and then we came out and those ladies were there after that one when they were there and they gave us freaking food and cooked for us and all that kind of stuff so when we were almost about ready to be frigid hypothermia style at that point just because we've been going so freaking long and and then all of a sudden they pop out hello there be like oh it's just it scared me. I haven't talked to people in a couple of weeks, except for Micah. And we're not even talking that much anymore. It's just like grunts in the morning. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yeah. In that year, man, the boots I had bought and fell apart because of all the water and snow. And I ended up having the my old boots being sent out to me. Um, what else? We got snowed on on 4th of July. Remember that? And had to go back oh, down to Copper uh, Mountain. And Oh, and then we almost froze on um, Kenosha Pass. And we that was that was kind of shitty because we had to go into that outhouse and light, a, light the stove up so we didn't die of hypothermia oh, then. God. Oh, God. That was... We did a good stint on the trail. Yeah. Just that the weather was not cooperating that year. No, that year the weather did not cooperate at all. That was ugly. Right on. When I'm done with this, uh-huh. I'm going to send you a picture of this list. Okay. Now, I know that mom makes, she makes one, the one with the frankincense and all that. Okay. The other one, the magnesium one, you can buy it. Cool. Okay. I think you can get it on Amazon. If not, you can get it at um. What's the other one? Nah, my Whole Foods is another one. Oh, um, what is it? Vitamin Cottage or Natural Grocers? I think it's Natural Grocers is what it's called now. Whatever the mom goes to it to get this other stuff. She gets the essential oils and stuff there too. To do right. the, the other ones, but if you have something going on with that, it, it helps big time. Like if it's is it your legs or stuff to do it? It's it's legs and arms. I probably would put some on my back too. It's um, you know daytime seizures aren't really happening right now, but night activity like my seizure watch and this little ring that my older brother gave me for Christmas, this thing is really cool. It records pulse, heart rate, uh, resting heart rate, at, you know, your sleep time when you're awake, your REM, your deep sleep. And so ever since I got this, um, been keeping track of, of what happens at night because that's kind of one of our biggest concerns and that's what they've noticed during my previous sleep studies is that there's a lot of activity um going on based off of the video monitors that look very epileptic in nature um but they're not showing up on the surface eegs so they're thinking it's it's down in the deep brain area um maybe hippocampal maybe in the hippocampus or something that's why they want to drill holes in my skull and go down and check it out so but the yeah, so I wake up and toss and turn, and the data from the ring and the watch say that I wake up multiple times and am up for like sometimes two hours, but I don't remember that. Like 
I have no recollection whatsoever of being awake or waking up at all. Like during what? While I'm asleep. While I'm asleep. And okay. Yeah, so... They told me that I'll never remember any of my seizure activity. Really? My neurologist did. Like he said, you'll remember going into it. He said, you might remember coming out of it. Right. He said, but during it, he said, you're never going to remember any of it. Exactly. He said, it's like your body's natural defense. And then just shuts off for a while. And you do what you do. You do it. And you better hope that you have people around that can help you. Or that you're at least in a safe position. So they can just keep happening. Yeah. And then that you'll be able to weather through it like that. Exactly. Exactly. So, God, that 10 times energy thing's kind of neat. That's, that's trippy on all. Oh, man. Big time. He, he was my, one of my first, he was my first neurologist down at the Rocky Mountain MS Center, Dr. Miravelli. So he was from South Africa. He's a badass pianist. Um, I remember the first time I brought mom down there with me for an appointment. And of course, he and her hit it off like big time. And, and he asked me, how come you haven't been bringing her down every appointment? And I'm like, what? <laughs> Dr. Mir Valley? Go, come on, man. Same <laughs> with mom. They, they hit it off big time. Water. I could totally see that. Two musicians. And I've it's your mom. It. And it's your mom. This is, she's easy to get along with, huh? Oh, God, yes. Well, for the most part. <laughs> nudge, nudge. I say no more. Say no more. I know. I, it's different when you're a kid. Yes. Instead of a kid's breath. And then, oh, yeah. Th thanks again, you and Hanley, for opening the Pandora's gates, you know? Wink, wink. <laughs> we were such good influences. Josh talks about it now. And he's be like, man, she don't ever get enough. She doesn't stop type thing. <laughs> Anyhow, they, there we go. So, they, I love that house. You know, the only time I do now is nighttime. Mm -hmm. Like in the after I'm in bed, not never out of bed. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'll be like next shiny bobble, and then looking at the corner, and then oh my, how'd I end up falling asleep here? Duh. Can I go get something to eat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've stopped. I've stopped daytime usage myself too, uh, for a lot of the same reasons, dude. Um, the distractionary thing, um, fatigue thing. My doctor, my doctors, my neurological team were were thinking that it might be part of the reason I was having focus issues and fatigue issues, and I was like, well, let's play a little game of process of elimination because like getting stoned all day and put some shoes on once in a while <laughs> and, and cut your hair 
and cut your fucking hair. Yeah, I, you know, the energy level, I, a little bit, it's helped a little bit with that. Um, the, the problem is, is that the drugs suppress my appetite. And so without it, it's harder to make myself eat. And then there's, oh, that's the tough oh, part. Shit. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a picture of my water so I can keep track of how many I got. It's, it's more part of my accounting system. That's a good way to do it. But yeah, I've stopped except for nighttime right now. Kind of, kind of for the same reasons, but I want to, I want to get to a point where I can, um, say with certainty that my focus and fatigue levels aren't due to smoking cannabis. It's due to, to these fucking drugs. And it's kind of funny that the doctors will be like, no, it's got to be something else. It's got to be something else. When right on the label of the drugs they give you is... Side effects, drowsiness, huh? Yeah, drowsiness, depression, fatigue. Um, now you got another one, though, dude. What my neurologist said, the body in spasm or in seizure, you're burning up 10 times the amount of energy. Yeah. So if you're just fighting that, like even in the background, if your body's fighting that, then bam. Or like your legs are barely starting to do that. You've got 10 times the amount of energy going out. Exactly. It's like running a, it's like running a, a 440 while you're sitting still. There you go. Mm-hmm. So start trying those lotions. You'll... You might be pleasantly surprised. I know I have been. I've been like, wow, we finally found some kind of relief for my spasms. When I take all sorts of stuff that makes me sleep, when I sleep anyway. I mean, I always joke about, oh, is that my pillow? That looks like a pillow. Uh, I joke about that all day, and then I fall asleep all the time. Um, I got... I, Boy, you already been telling me I've been going off and on since <laughs> since we started talking. So, <laughs> anyhow, see how that goes. Yeah, I can tell the uh, post breakfast pills are starting to kick in for you. The post breakfast pills, I dude, it's almost noon. And I take another one. Did um, it does the same thing. Yeah. So. And then it's time for, oh gosh, hopefully another cup of coffee. I'm hopefully jealous. That I can't. Me. I can't have more than one cup of caffeine in a day. I'm limited to one cup of caffeine. Why? Because um, anything more than that is could elevate my trigger levels. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people in um, in the community, in the epilepsy community, can't have caffeine at all. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It's that big of a that big of a oh gosh, dude, I got across my legs, man. But so now, how long have we been rapping? An hour and change. Uh, we've been at it for a couple of hours now. Holy cow, dude. 
Well, it's been awesome talking to you. Yeah, dude. I love this, man. I mean, it's the next best thing to actually being able to catch up in person. Next, next best thing to being able to what? Catch up in person? Yeah, catch up in actual face-to-face in, in real time. Heck yeah. I need to figure out a way to get down there and stay for a few days so that we can do this again, but again, face-to-face, you know? Yeah. Are you safe to go stay places? or? I feel like I am. Um, you know, just as long as I give whoever I'm hanging out with a real quick, like rundown of, of what to do if I do break through to a seizure. Um, but I'm feeling pretty yeah, con- yeah, but I'm feeling pretty confident because I haven't had a, I haven't had a really big convulsive seizure in a long time. Most of my seizures are, uh, focal seizures. Sometimes, sometimes I'm aware during them. Sometimes I'm knocked out, but it's kind of what you're talking about, the prone and extension where where I'm not shaking and throwing myself around as much as I'm just frozen, paralyzed, and then my mind leaves my body. It's really crazy. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I am talking with the doctors at the end of the month on the 29th. I go in for an initial consultation with the neurosurgeon that's going to be performing the pre-surgery surgery, surgery, um, that stereo EEG I was telling you about. So after that, um, I'll catch up with you and let you know how that goes and what I decide to do. How soon is that? Um, I meet with the guy on the 29th, and then from there, if I choose to go forward with it, then we're going to go ahead and schedule, and that would probably be sometime late April or May that I, I would go in, and it would be a multi-night study, anywhere from five nights to two weeks. Well, for a sleep study, huh? Yeah, so I go in, they put the electrodes inside my brain this time, and then take me off my medications and try and get me to have seizures. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the testing thing. So the shitty thing about that is if I go through all of this process and I don't have seizures, then they will have drilled holes into my skull for no reason. What? Yeah. I... Wow. Yeah, so this is like, what are the benefits versus, what's the cost effectiveness of this? What are the pros and cons? What are the risk factors? What is the benefit of possibly pursuing a a surgery for that implant device I was telling you about versus um, going ahead and not having the surgery and the risks, the potential risks down the road? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so you want to say hi to my day? Sure. Okay, so hold on. I see nothing. That's because I'm. Ter- I had to put my foot back down. Oh, okay. Then I was stretching while I was talking to you. Gotcha. That's why you were all over the place. Well, yeah, because I, my legs start to hurt like crazy, man. I can totally understand that. Okay, so we talked for a couple hours. Uh huh. 
Okay, hold on. Okay, today had a pretty full day. Sat here and I talked for a couple hours with Micah. Here we are. Say hi, Micah. Hey, hey. How's everyone doing? Hey, <laughs> look at that. Oh, we had a really good time. We talked quite a bit today, so it was a pleasure talking to you, Micah. It's good to have some catch up. Definitely, man. Definitely. It was awesome talking to you, man. Love you, brother. Love you too, Micah. So now, um, uh, thanks to now. Dude, wow, a couple hours. Yeah. Okay. You've got some editing to do. I have a lot. Yeah, I have a lot of editing to do today. And that's okay. I actually you, lo I like doing it. I'm yeah. I'm a freak. You've like got that. a lot for you've got a lot for MS week for and the rest of MS month. So we'll go from there. Oh, real quick. Yeah. I went to the doctor about I talked to the doctor about the blood the recent blood tests. Yeah. Get this. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. So, um, it turns out that the latest sample that they took, there wasn't enough blood. Second time in a row. No shit. So, the last Franklin change I just got done yesterday, I just moisturized. I I think I drank like I measure my liquids with this there's uh -huh. 20 ounces in each one I think I drank like five of these in the afternoon before I went to bed yes not last night but the night before I drank Pedialyte I drank all sorts of stuff like that so then when I she came and she did the draw um she filled two full vials this time. I took a picture of them. She took a picture of them. And it's like, so now that's going out the door. Now, remember, that's testing for whether or not my body's uptaking the carbamazepine or not. Right. Now, if it's not, because the extended release ones we're finding in the bowl. Now, if that's the case, then these ones that are supposed to be dissolving slowly throughout the whole night for a day or I take two a day. Um, if my body's not dissolving them at all, I'm getting no benefits. Exactly. So then my neurologist said, that's for like tonic, does it tonic clonic where it keeps recycling it, the message in the body, uh -huh. a, more, a lot more like seizure activity. Um, it means I'm getting absolutely no relief from those. So my neurologist said, we do this blood test, make sure it's working. He said, if it's not, if your body's not taking them up, well, then we need to do either syrups or chewables all day long. Or if your body's not uptaking them, period, because you've been taking them for so long, we need to find something else that you can take. So. Wow. Yes, exactly. And then this whole blood test thing has been a freaking fiasco. Because it's been going on now for a month. Holy shit. Yes. Which is stupid, but 
I got more wires. It's like a recording studio in bed. <laughs> you know how that could go, but you're, you're lucky enough to have them separate. Exactly, you can, man. You can walk out there to get it. Exactly. I have that benefit. You told your joke online. Which joke? What do you call an epileptic in the vegetable garden? It, a seizure salad, man. So now, now everybody knows where I got the name. Yeah, exactly. For the podcast. So I think it's a fine name, man. It's a fine podcast. So you look like you have a piano in the background. I wish I did. Nope. No piano. Yeah. Then you'd be here and doing a, a remote podcast of your show in front of mom's piano. But yeah, that goes. Yeah. And then she could, then she could play the piano as like background music. That'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah. No kidding. Huh? Be like, all right, how about some, um, Takata Dug in D minor. Or how about um, Sonata Una Fantasia, you know? And or how about, you know, how about we do this? No, how about this? Anyway, I'm a spoiled brat like that. So when you have when you have the resources, then why not utilize them, right? Well, I had it came up recently, I was talking to one of my therapists, I can't hear what it was about, but they were they were surprised that I knit and that I had exposure to all this different music. And it's like I grew up around it. Mom made stuff. I grew up around music. I, for me, it's like second nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like for me to tell them, I grew up under a piano. I had a piano in the front room when I grew up and. You know, Dave Matthews has an album he calls it Under the Table and Dreaming. Mine was Under the Piano and Dreaming. <laughs> we literally would lay under there and she would play. So, and that's, then we would make requests. Go from there and be like, hey, well, I'll play this now. That's but, so cool. So you start to develop a, when you start to develop a taste and favorites for classical piano pieces when you're a kid, of five, seven years old, then you know you're spoiled. Most like, definitely. If you if you heard a bunch of the original Stephen Foster lyrics, like mom played that, the you know all the original ragtime songs, and and he did more than just Swanee River type stuff. He wrote a bunch. That racist puke. But anyhow, very talented great piano player but yeah very yeah he i think he played a lot of his music wearing a hood but this right. is how it is but anyhow we also grew up with all that Stephen foster classical music cool ass playing the stuff on the guitar and you know i missed that there we go but it's coming back. You're still working on it, and I love that. Yeah, it's barely starting to come back where I can play now. I have to try to find the best position. 
Like sometimes I don't know if it's best to lay flat on my back or get up a little bit. Sometimes when I lay flat on my back, I can't see my hand. So I'm flying blind. Yeah. Sometimes it's just how it is because I, since I can't sit upright, if I try to sit upright and play, I'm flopping over with the guitar in my arms, which that's the part that's, that's the frustrating part. But right now, I'm sitting up just fine, just in time for lunch. Sweet. Yeah, go ahead. Now I'm sitting up for lunch. So. Yeah, so we started right after your breakfast, and we're going straight to lunch, man. Hey, that's a great day for me. That's awesome. That's a hell of a good day. That's almost as good as having you sitting right here, and I could sit here and talk to you. Yeah. The only difference is that you're not both healthy enough to smoke a J and then just do go from there, you know. Get in burn one and it's all right, man. And I could have you go get me a cup of coffee, man. Right. Man. I could drink decaf. Oh, that's right. You gotta stick it down to Yup. Yep. So what does a deadhead say when he runs out of drugs? What? This music sucks. <laughs> okay. How many deadheads does it take to change a light bulb? I've heard this one. Um, how many? Several hundred thousand. One of them to change the bulb. The rest of them to fall around the burnout one. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's enough about that business, huh? I love it. So... I don't know any epilepsy jokes. I know my MS joke, and that's it. I need to I need to get better about it because pretty much the only epilepsy joke I had is the one you taught me back in the day. I'm gonna next time we talk, I'm gonna find some epilepsy jokes for you. Okay. Right on. Yeah. See, and I look. I found this new thing to help hold my head up. See how it's working. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, just pulls it straight up. This whole time, I felt like I hold my head up pretty straight. You've been doing really good. Couple of couple of moments. There you go. It's almost like Statue of Liberty. You pull off the Statue of Liberty, and it helps. Yeah. Welcome to the land of the free. Yep, the free and the. Yep, the highly charged and lots in the bank and yes, earning lots of interest. Welcome to the non-gold-backed currency country of the free. Come get everything free. Put it on loan and finance it for 20%. Yes, the land of the free. The land of liberty. Okay. That's... <laughs> nice rant. <laughs> so, that's... Okay, one last thing and then I'll show you. But did you see one of my latest skills? This coming back. Before I see if I can do it like this. Now, oh, stay. Come on, stay there. Now I can do this kind of stuff. Where I can roll around. And I can both hands way up in the air at the same time. Oh, I'm not cool. over. It. 
Yeah, that's a brand new one. Sweet, dude. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Instead of dropping stuff all over the place. Yeah. I think the pull-ups are definitely helping, man. That's that's what's doing it, so. Fuck that's you. making me strong. Strong like bull. Strong like bull. Like bullshit, but <laughs> strong. Strong like bullshit. <laughs> all right. All right, brother. Cool. Well, I love you, Micah. I love you too, man. It's been wonderful talking to you, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, if I have something, you have enough to do like three or four freaking recordings now. Huh? Probably, probably. Cool. Or one Looking really long one. One be nice. Hell yeah! It'll be like the MS Awareness Week special. Exactly. Spreading awareness through Micah, and then I told you what my old one of my old nurses called me what what'd she call you with flat running around i'm the reluctant believer spreading the word through flat so i like that yeah 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 there's a radio okay my god i will talk to you soon definitely sounds like a winner sounds like a winner man all right i'll talk to you later all right much love man much love micah Bye-bye. Be, good, be good to yourself Soul brother, lifelong friend, Matt Wright here on Seizure Salad. You guys take care of yourselves out there. Have a beautiful day. Take care of each other and appreciate what you got. We'll see you next time. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. Original logo and graphic designed by Alba Lopez. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever blows your hair back. Just keep listening and join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember to unexpect the expected. It's all in your head. Take a minute to the whip and then I'm gonna mash on gas. Cause I'll be crushing that impasse with that ass syntax. Skinny motherfucker off a bucket of slim fast.